Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. Welcome to Season 2 of Coffee with Carrie podcast. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. I think you'll be encouraged. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Today is the day my family is dancing and singing and decorating the house for Christmas. That's right. Not only is it a family tradition to start decorating the house the day after Thanksgiving, but I'm so over 2020. I'm trying to get to Christmas and the end of this year as fast as I can. I also pre-recorded this podcast so it would drop the day after Thanksgiving on the day that our family begins our Advent adventures. I love the rhythms of life. I love that our homeschooling day has a rather predictable rhythm. I love that our family life and school year also has a rather predictable rhythm. There's something very comforting about these rhythms of life. But I also love the special holidays that interrupt our rhythms. Mama's we can get so complacent and so comfortable that sometimes God has to wake us up with little or big interruptions. In my previous Thanksgiving podcast, I talked about how God gave us days and seasons of remembrance, which forces us to stop, breathe, and remember all that God has done for us. My kids in particular love the traditions that come with some of these traditional interruptions. Even our seasonal traditions have a comforting and familiar rhythm to them. And Advent is one of those seasonal interruptions I love. During the first four weeks before Christmas, our family sets time aside to focus on the true meaning of Christmas. Ever since the kids were little, I wanted to make sure that Christmas was not about all the presents, but about our Lord and Savior's birth. Growing up, my mom made sure that Jesus was front and center during the Christmas season, and when I became a mom, I tried to incorporate some of these same traditions with my own family. Now you know me, I'm all about keeping things simple, so I don't want you to feel like you have to add more activities to your already busy holiday season. What I would like to do is share with you some simple ways that you can keep Jesus at the center of your Christmas preparations and to perhaps start the tradition of celebrating the season of Advent. This year, the first Sunday of Advent is actually still in November. It's this coming Sunday on November 29th. The easiest way to celebrate Advent is to just use an Advent wreath. You know how crazy each day can be during the month of December. Then, when we put schoolwork and all of this crazy COVID stuff on top of that, we can quickly get sucked into the hustle and bustle of life and forget the real reason for our Christmas celebrations. If you're not already familiar with the Advent wreath, it's a wreath usually made up of evergreens with four candles in it or around it. There are three purple candles and one pink candle, one for each week of Advent. Traditionally, you light one candle each week on each Sunday of Advent. You also know how important it is to me to set aside time each week for a Sabbath rest. So when incorporating the Advent wreath 
and the lighting of candles each week into your holiday preparations, it becomes a helpful reminder to take a Sabbath rest each week, especially during the busy holiday season. When lighting the candles, it forces us to stop, breathe, and remember what and why we're celebrating. It forces us to meditate on the goodness of God and His saving grace through His Son, Jesus Christ. It forces us to take a little break and to refocus our week, our activities, and our actions on God. In Latin, Adventus means to arrive, to come to, as well as it means invasion and appearance. In ancient Rome, Adventus was a technical term for the glorious entry of an emperor into his capital city. Often this entry would happen after a military victory. So the liturgical season of Advent is not only a time to remember Jesus' first coming or his arrival, but it's a powerful reminder of Jesus' promise to come again. It's a reminder of his ultimate victory and his glorious entry. And thank you, Jesus. I know I'm ready for his glorious return, and it couldn't come soon enough for me. In Advent, we remember the prophets who foretold of the coming Messiah, and we remember the story of Jesus's miraculous birth. We remember and praise God for his incarnation and for his indwelling within us and his dwelling among us. But more importantly, The Advent season is about remembering God's promises of His second coming. During Advent, we look forward to the day Jesus will come back for His church. Again, thank you, Jesus. We look forward to seeing Him face to face. We look forward to the day that every nation, tribe, and persons will fall on their knees calling Jesus Lord, Savior, and King. We look forward to the new heavens and the new earth. We look forward to the millennial age where Jesus will reign over all, where we will praise and worship God, walk with God, and be in his holy presence forever and ever. We look forward to when all the wrongs will be righted, justice will finally be served, tears will be a thing of the past, and pain and suffering will be no more. Sin will be eradicated from this evil world. Evil men will be judged and punished, and the consequences of sin and death will be removed. It's a glorious hope, and Advent is a time to remember these God-given promises. So why not set time aside this holiday season to celebrate the season of Advent and to remember Jesus' miraculous first coming and look forward to his promised second coming? So this week, Set up an Advent wreath in preparation for the first Sunday of Advent. You can create an Advent wreath or you can buy one. You can create one by buying a natural or artificial wreath of evergreens and then just place four pillar candles inside it or around it. Traditionally, you use three purple candles and one pink candle. You can also search the internet for pre-made Advent wreaths that already have four candle holders inside them. If you use a commercially made Advent wreath, you'll probably need four taper candles instead. Or you can even make homemade beeswax candles for your Advent wreath. It's a really fun project to do. I collect nativity sets, so we still use our family's first Advent wreath, which is actually a metal Advent wreath that depicts the nativity scene. 
Check out my Coffee with Carrie website this week. I have links to different Advent wreaths we have used over the years and instructions on how to make these beeswax candles. Once you set up your Advent wreath, then you're all set to light the candles each week. One of our family's favorite holiday traditions is decorating our home and putting up our Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving. My adult daughter does not let my hubby get away with any excuses either. She wants those decorations and Christmas tree ornaments pulled out the day after Thanksgiving. And we spend the day decorating the inside and outside of our home. Then I usually make a real fancy meal served on our fancy china. Then we eat together and then spend the evening decorating the tree while listening to Christmas music. Now, the very first thing I pull out is our Advent wreath and all of my nativity sets. They take priority in our decorating and they're placed in the most prominent places in our home. The Advent wreath becomes our table centerpiece for the month of December since I light the candles at each meal. So, what do we do with our Advent wreath? Well, first, our family just keeps it simple, and I encourage you to do the same. Use God's Word as the focal point. You can search the internet for some fancy or pre-made Advent prayers, which most of them are really pretty good, but it isn't really necessary to use something commercially bought if you don't have the time or the money. God's Word is really all you need. The first week of Advent, our family would focus on the prophecies of the Messiah. On the first Sunday of Advent, we light the first purple candle at dinner, and I read Isaiah 9, 2-7. Then during the week, we meditate and discuss this verse. Some years we memorized it and used it as copywork. When the kids were older, we used concordances to find similar verses of God's promises to send a Messiah and a Savior. We spend a lot of time listening to and singing Christmas carols during December. I love teaching the kids the traditional Christmas hymns that are filled with scripture and biblical references. And don't get me wrong, I love me some Nat King Cole and rocking around the Christmas tree songs, but my favorite songs are those that sing of Jesus' birth. So the first week of Advent, we would always spend time listening to Handel's Messiah, especially the song, For Unto Us a Child is Born, since it's actually Isaiah 9 put to glorious music. Even though we also use an Advent calendar to count down the days of Christmas, our Advent calendar never had daily little treats in them. Instead, we gave the kids little gifts leading up to Christmas on each Sunday of Advent. Each Sunday, when we would light a new candle, I would also give the kids something special to help them prepare for Christmas. Sometimes it was a new picture book about the birth of Jesus, or a CD with Christmas songs. I know, I'm dating myself. <laughs> or a new little nativity set that they could play with, or a little Christmas devotional, or an ornament for the tree. Sometimes it was baking supplies so we could bake cookies for friends and family or materials to make a gingerbread house or it was a new Christmas chapter book we could read aloud as a family. Our all-time favorite Christmas chapter book, by the way, is The Best Christmas Pageant Ever by Barbara Robinson. One year, we even got to see it live at our local community theater and another year, my kids were actually in the play when our church put it on for the community. The gifts I gave them each Sunday of Advent 
They were never fancy and they weren't expensive, but they always pointed to the reason for the season. Then every time we sat down as a family to eat, we lit the first purple candle, said a prayer of Thanksgiving, and then ate as a family. Then the second week of Advent, we focus on the preparation of the birth of Jesus. We light the first and the second purple candle at dinner and then read Luke chapter 1. During the second week of Advent, we meditate and discuss this portion of Scripture. Some years we memorized it and used it as copywork. When the kids were older, we also read from Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and John chapter 1 verses 1 through 15. My favorite hymn to sing and memorize during the second week of Advent is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. It is full of biblical references in Scripture. Like the week before, I would give the kids small little meaningful gifts on Sunday when we would light the second purple candle for the first time. For our family, the second week of December is always busy. My dad's birthday, as well as my daughter's birthday, are in the first two weeks of December. So as a family, we definitely needed the break from the hustle and bustle and the busyness of life to refocus our attention on the reason for the season and the true meaning of Christmas. Now the third week of Advent, we focus on the joy of Christmas. On the third Sunday of Advent, we light the third candle, which is pink, along with the first two purple candles at dinner, and we read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. During the third week of Advent, we discuss the portions of Scripture that describe the birth of Jesus. We talk about the angels rejoicing and how the shepherds were so excited that they shared the good news with everyone. We talk about how hard it must have been for Mary and Joseph, yet God provided a Savior in the most humble of ways, proving that God's love and saving grace is for anyone and everyone, no matter how lowly or rich, no matter age, race, or background in life. He came to save all who call on his name. So why the pink candle, you ask? Well, different denominations have different reasons, but I always just told the kids it was a way of breaking in with joyful news of Jesus. You know, purple, purple, bam, pink, let's rejoice. (laughs) And this week's passage is super important too. This part of scripture should receive our undivided attention. This portion deserves celebration. It deserves a, hey, let me have your attention here. Hence, the pink candle. During the third week, we sang most of your traditional Christmas carols because they tell of Jesus' birth. But my all-time favorite carol to sing during the third week is Go Tell It on the Mountains. During the third week, our festivities really start ramping up. We work on our homemade gifts, our cards, and our homemade goodies. We start wrapping presents, and we start getting ready for our gatherings. It's really starting to feel, look, and sound like Christmas by the third week. Then finally, during the fourth week of Advent, we focus on Jesus' second coming. On the fourth Sunday of Advent, we light the final purple candle, along with the other three candles at dinner, and we read John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. We focus on Jesus' own words and promises of his return. Jesus said he was going to prepare a place for you. He said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. 
We read portions of scripture like Isaiah chapter 11 and Isaiah chapter 35 that describe what it will be like at his second coming. We read and discuss portions of Revelations where Jesus promised to return and describe through John his second coming. We read and memorize Acts chapter 1 verses 10 through 11. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. During the last week of Advent, we sing and focus on the Christmas carol, Joy to the World. If you really listen to the words, they are really about Jesus' glorious second coming, especially the last verse. It says, He rules the world with truth and grace and makes his nations prove the light of his righteousness and wonders of his love. Like the previous three weeks, I give the kids special little gifts when we light the last purple candle on the fourth Sunday of Advent. Then on Christmas Eve, my mom would replace all of the burnt purple and pink candles with brand new white candles. Then on Christmas Day, when we gathered together as a family, we would light the new pure white candles and pray together before we ate. The white candles reminded us of our new life in Christ and that through his incarnation, we are new creatures in Christ. They remind us that when he comes again, Jesus will make everything new. It also reminds us that Jesus is the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. The white candles remind us that he came to the people who walk in darkness. They will see a great light. For those who live in the land of deep darkness, a light shall shine. It reminds us that we are to be lights in this world. For you are formerly of darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Our family not only lights a new candle on each Sunday of Advent, but we light them during the week every time we gather together for a meal. For me, this lighting of the candle each night, it was a visual reminder in the midst of our crazy December days, and it forced me to focus on the true meaning of Christmas. Then during the season of Advent, we always did family activities that helped us keep our focus on Jesus. When my kids were younger, I gave them a random act of kindness or a secret Santa calendar. Each block on the calendar of December, I listed acts of kindness that they should try and do that day. For example, on December 1st, it might say, hold the door open for someone. December 2nd, it might read, pray for a friend. December 3rd, do a chore for a sibling. December 4th, draw a picture for grandma. December 5th, bring flowers to a neighbor. December 6th, give a friend a compliment. December 7th, share a treat with someone. You get the idea. I had little random acts of kindness written on each day of the December calendar. When each child did each one of these random acts, then they put a little sticker on their calendars. During Christmas time, I didn't want the kids to focus so much on the gifts they were receiving but what they could do to bless or give gifts of kindness to others. It was my lame attempt <laughs> to get their attention off of themselves and to focus on what Jesus calls his followers to do. Now, along these same lines, 
We also spent a lot of time as a family in December making homemade gifts for friends and family. We would make homemade goodies to give to neighbors, homemade cards to give to friends, and homemade gifts to give to family. As my daughter always says, she would rather be given the gift of time than a store-bought gift. She still tells us that today. Mom, just give me an experience with you instead of clothes or money. She truly just wants I think she enjoys these kinds of gifts because we spent a lot of time when they were younger, spending time at senior centers singing, caroling in the neighborhood, taking grandma to Disneyland when she visited, going to the Arboretum with a friend, hosting a Christmas tea with our cousins, helping the homeless in the area, collecting goods for a secret Santa gift, or distributing food at a local food bank in lieu of giving physical presents. We tried to give the gift of time, the gift of kindness, and the gift of love instead of material things. The whole idea of celebrating the Advent season is to turn your Advent devotionals, worship, and activities into an adventure. Try incorporating the Advent wreath into your holiday traditions this year. Try to keep the focus on the reason for the season by encouraging random acts of kindness and giving gifts of time. Turn your family's focus to Jesus' first miraculous coming and remember and focus on his glorious and promised future second coming. Keep it simple. Light some candles. Pray and memorize important Bible passages. Sing some doctrinally sound Christmas carols. Be kind and be a light. Make your Christmas preparations an Advent adventure. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. If you subscribe to Coffee with Carrie during the month of December, I'll send you as a thank you our Advent devotional we used each year. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. And don't forget to check out my new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. During this holiday season, may I humbly suggest you buy a few copies of my new book and give them to some of your homeschooling friends this Christmas. Here at Coffee with Carrie, we think it would make a great gift for moms who just need some encouragement or for moms who need a fresh new outlook for the new year. It's also a great gift for your homeschool co-op leaders or for some of the younger moms in your homeschool group. Thanks for picking up a few extra copies this holiday season and giving them to your friends. You can find the book on Amazon or you can purchase it straight through our Coffee with Carrie website. And if you heard something you liked today, then share our podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or share it with a friend who's home. And if you haven't already, we would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie podcast and then take a few minutes to give us, I don't know, a five star rating and leave a little review. In the podcast world, it's all about the algorithm. The more downloads, ratings, reviews, and subscribers that Coffee with Carrie has on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music, the more our podcast is recommended by those servers to other listeners. So thank you in advance for listening to us each week and for sharing our podcast, our book, and our homeschool mom ministry with your friends. We're so very honored and grateful. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and now our new book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. 
We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. Happy Thanksgiving. And see you next week.